Blog Talk Radio. You got to accentuate the positive Mine ain't the negative. Latch on to the affirmative. Don't mess with Mr. In-Between. You gotta spread joy up to the maximum. Bring gloom down to the minimum. Have faith. A pandemonium liable to walk upon the scene. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio. And thank you for tuning in to another edition of Positively Affirmative. This is the show where we affirm you, our listening audience, with education, information, and resources in the areas of self-care, career development, business building, and wealth consciousness, challenges, and solutions. I am your host, Katrina Jones, Prosperity Life Coach of Satari Life Skills Institute, along with Hasina Roach, Relational Consultant, and Wanda Miles, radio personality. How are you ladies doing today? <clears throat> pretty good, pretty good. Hello, um, how are you? I'm great. <laughs> doing good, doing good, doing good. Well, ladies, I am very excited about today's show. Uh, we have Jay Zeal, who is a mathematics professor, as well as a math Tutor. He has a, a business, a company called Incorporated. It's not complicated, tutoring. And I'd like to say whether you're a youth in K-12, a traditional or non-traditional college student trying to grasp the simplest or most compli- complicated rules and formulas, math and science can be very frustrating and and may seem impossible to grasp. Jay Zeal and his team of certified instructors make it their mission to build relationships with the students they serve. Through relationship building, students' fears and inhibitions are lowered and techniques are used that reach students where they are and take them to new levels of understanding and comprehension. So join us as Jay Zeal um, and his team at INC, It's Not Complicated, help us lower our fears and inhibitions um, of science and math. Hey, Jay, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing pretty well out here in Dallas, Texas. It's a little nippy and cold, but uh, I'm definitely uh, taking on the day, so doing well. Oh, okay, okay. We're sorry, it's cold. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, we're really sorry worries. for that. You know that's relative. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No worries, no wow. worries. Well, Jay, I met you, and this is Katrina talking. We yeah. met uh, in 2015, I believe it was in the summer, of 2015 mm-hmm. at the Urban League annual conference, and we were talking, and, and you were telling me about your tutoring company and the the 
the initiatives and the the learning that's taking place with your company, I just think is phenomenal. And so, um, mm-hmm. and so, you know, before we kind of dive into the uh, meat and potatoes of what we're talking about, just want to ask you to tell uh, tell us just a little bit about yourself. Okay, so uh, a little bit about me. Um, I am initially not from uh not from Dallas, where I'm where I'm currently uh sitting. Um I actually was born northeast of LA in the San Bernardino area and kinda of raised all over the world. Um I spent three years um living in um Japan and uh, Korea, um due to my parents being in the military, so I'm a military brat. For those out there that are, are have family in the military, I moved around quite a bit in um high school uh, not high school, excuse me, elementary school, middle school. So landed here in Texas um, my senior year of high school after being in Arizona for a few years, and uh, I became bilingual in Spanish actually out in Arizona before I came to Texas and, uh, you know, started uh, going into the IT field, uh, worked in IT and engineering uh, for the likes of different big companies like um, T-Mobile, uh, Microsoft Corporation, um, Verizon Communications, AT&T, and a couple other places. And uh found uh, I, I, I love IT, but I actually had a deeper passion for for education. So in 2008, I took it upon myself uh, after getting several emails at my job at the time about um, going to an alternative certification program. I decided to actually go to an informational session and uh, <laughs> evangelize that path. I didn't see myself as an educator at that time. Um, I knew I loved working with people. Um, I started tutoring uh, people in college algebra when I was 10 years old, so I did like that, and I wanted to figure out how this would work. So I tried it, ended up loving it, and I started teaching at my first school in uh, 2008. Uh, I taught uh, algebra, algebra 2, pre-calculus, uh, pre-AP, pre-cal, uh, Pre-AP Geometry and a fast-track mathematics course where I was able to teach uh, a group of freshmen uh, three years of mathematics in one year. And then I moved on to uh, other school districts uh, three years later after that to teach different disciplines in Algebra 1 all the way to AP Calculus BC. And then uh, in 2000, in, uh, about the end of 2013, um, early 2000, well, about middle of 2012, late 2012, Early 2013 is kind of when I decided to really focus on building a company, and I decided to start um, It's Not Complicated Tutoring, otherwise known as INC. And uh, we've made some great trajectory and pathway since then to currently now um, doing great things with students. So that's kind of a nice little background uh, about me. got my master's in education in uh, curriculum instruction mathematics uh, 2013, and now looking to Hopefully, uh, get accepted to this program for uh, an EDB or a PhD at Harvard. So, we'll see. Wow! Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Interesting. So, yeah, good stuff. So, how, how did you come to start? The, I'm going to jump in if, I, if no one minds. How did you okay. start your tutoring? What took you to tutoring? How did you start your tutoring business and all of that? Because okay. on so, so many different directions. <laughs> all right. So uh, I kind of, uh, like I said before, I kind of started, um, you know, I, I decided that I wanted to um, go into, I, I already loved what I was doing in education and teaching. Um, 
one thing I forgot to mention as well is I'm an instructional coach. Uh, currently, I mentor all the math teachers at a campus here in Dallas and also an adjunct professor at a university too. So um, after kind of noticing the fact that um, I loved education and loved math and science, et cetera, um, I was like, how can I evangelize my passion and also have some some type of monetary gain from that as well, but still focus on what I love to do. And so, um, you know, I decided, hey, you know, my my mom actually who helps me out in an organization as my communications uh, program manager for the organization, she actually came up with the name. Um, I will always give all credit to my mom because she's the one that came up with the name. I didn't come up with the name. So That's awesome. <laughs> Um, it was catchy uh, from what people have, have stated before, but um, she came up with that by saying, you know, math has never been that, that uh, hard for me. So she's like, why don't you name the company? It's not complicated. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Not sure how that's going to be received, but it's great. So cool. Let's go with it. So um, decided to go with that and um, definitely started the company at that time. Um, and it was just a one-man show at first. I started a really grassroots approach and knocked on doors um, all around different parts of Dallas, Fort Worth, and the neighborhood and let them know at the time that I was the uh, new tutoring company in town, uh, more so approached these uh, these uh, future clients um, as a, uh, hey, informational type of approach versus a salesy type of approach, which was well-received. And um, they were able to take my business card at the time. It was a basic card. I had a basic website out. And... And um, kind of started out that way, and then uh, had a couple of clientele that um, were with were with me at the moment, and um, eventually learned a little bit more about how to market at the time. And I ended up having a frat brother of mine um, who uh, does websites and media for Fortune 100 companies. I was lucky enough to have him uh, rebrand and redo my website, and also redo my business cards. And so I, I had a whole new look, a brand new logo. Everything was good. And uh, I started to put that out there, and then next thing I knew, we were getting more calls and uh, more clientele. And then from that point forward, uh, decided to th- think about how can I, you know, expand the reach. Well, um, that was done by going to more networking events, talking to more people, trying to go to conferences, um, getting on different types of radio shows and, and different types of publications and things like that. So started kind of getting known a little bit that way throughout the Metroplex, and then uh, met up with some clients from the, uh, if you guys have ever heard of it, in Florida, the uh, Jack and Jill organization, which is a national organization. Um, out here in Dallas, there's nine chapters, and um, ended up uh, being the go-to organization for Jack and Jill for tutoring out here, which expanded to, uh, you know, other organizations that heard about us, and um, social media took on the place at that time, and um, to the point now where um, we've been uh, featured on a lot of great different publications, including Black Enterprise, um, and uh, been on quite a few different shows and been able to really talk about uh, great things in education and STEM and how we're able to um, push the, the moment forward to help these students out um, be the best successful students that they can be. So. Great. Well, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask, uh, what kind of business do you have? Do you have an LLC? Are you incorporated or sole proprietorship? Which one do you oh. use? 
Okay, so we're actually a uh, sole proprietorship in transition to move to an LLC because, uh, you know, as you kind of start off, um, sole proprietorship is the um, type of organization that's the, I would say, is the easiest to get into, um, one of the best to manage, but at the same point in time, um, to protect against liability and other things from a legal perspective um, and to get other type of benefits, it's better to convert over to an LLC. Um, for those out there that are listening that may not have, uh, may not know that, a limited liability company. So um, we're going to be uh, in the next quarter, next three months or so, moving to the LLC model, and then we'll be, we'll, we'll, we will then become, uh, it's not complicated, tutoring uh, LLC. So that will be a great thing uh, for us to move towards. And, um, you know, currently we, have, we don't have employees, which is what a corporation would have, so we wouldn't move to that model. Uh, we have consultants that are um, uh, tutoring consultants, so they work with us on an independent contractor type basis. So uh, that's kind of how that works in our organization. Okay, that's nice, nice growth, nice growth. Okay, so yeah, I'm going to cheat a bit. I'm going, I'm going to cheat a bit. I heard you talking about your website, <laughs> so, I, so I'm going to ask you, what is your website address? Okay. The uh, website address that we have is uh, mm-hmm. I N is in November C or Ink Tutoring uh, dot com, and there's several things on there. So go okay, there and awesome. check that out. Awesome. And I want to ask, where are you based out of? We are based uh, in here in the Dallas uh, Fort Worth Metroplex. I'm actually my home office is in Cedar Hill, which is a suburb. Um, south of Dallas, about 15 to 20 minutes. Um, but we service those not only in Dallas-Fort Worth, but also in places like Atlanta, Chicago, uh, Houston, and the other metros as we try, as we expand and try and get um, more coverage and more people that will be physically in those areas. We do service those clientele from different states and cities through Skype or Google Hangout virtually right now as an online side of our tutoring organization reach. Okay, now when you say I've never been to Dallas, when you you said Dallas Metroplex or yeah. what did you say? What is that? Yeah, the da- the Dallas Metroplex. So Dallas Metroplex encompasses a wide range of, of uh, people. Um, Dallas Fort Worth has six and a half million people um, mm. in the Metroplex, and what that what that entails is different suburbs within Dallas. So you have Dallas. Everybody knows Dallas, and everybody knows Fort Worth, right? Mm-hmm. So what people don't know are the suburbs within Dallas, like you know University Park, Highland Park, Cedar Hill, DeSoto, Pleasant Grove, uh, you know um, different places around Fort Worth, Arlington, Texas, which is where the Cowboys play, um, you know things like that. So it's all encompassing that whole area of um, Dallas, Fort Worth. Okay, so it's a geographical area. Thank you for that. Yes, no problem. <laughs> Well, how do you drum up new business and get publicity? All right. So that's an awesome uh, question. Um, It took me a while to learn that craft. Um, There are many different things nowadays that people can do um, to drum up new business. Um, I am uh, lucky enough to be um, one of the uh, from what's been stated, one of the influencers here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And so um, being involved in different organizations, um, definitely the uh, Urban League 
of young professionals here in Dallas and also the National Society of Black Engineers. I'm part of both of those organizations in the Black Chamber of Commerce. So being involved in those types of organizations will always get you different connections and contacts to where those can turn into possible leads for uh, clients or possibly consultants to work with the organization. So being able to have those type of relationships and build those type of relationships on a consistent basis has allowed uh, definitely the chance to drum up new business uh, for us. Um, and also word of mouth has been super strong for us and Facebook uh, and social media. Um, the biggest proponents of, of social media for INC has been uh, primarily Facebook. About, I would say, at least 60% of social media business that comes from uh, that comes to us comes from Facebook, um, and then word of mouth would would happen next, and then Instagram would more than likely come after that. In terms of um, how to, how we've been able to get publicity, we are lucky enough also uh, <laughs> to have the, the uh, senior producer of Town Joiner Morning Show, who is Miss Nikki Wood. She um, is our media person, and so. We've been able to um, have ourselves, our uh, organization, uh, featured in, um, what is it, about one, two, three, almost ten different publications, um, including Black Enterprise, uh, which was recently at the end of this year. We just won last week uh, for the third time in four years, the best of the best in tutoring and education for 2015. Um, Congratulations. Congratulations. Uh, appreciate it, appreciate it. So um, just kind of, you know, getting out there and, and uh, connecting yourself with the right people and aligning yourself with the right individuals and being able to have people believe in your believe in your passion and believe in your mission, that's how we've been able to do both of those. So, hmm. so what subjects do you teach and tutor? Mostly math uh, or are there other subjects? Uh, yeah, so um, for me personally, um, I do mostly math and science. As far as the team in, in uh, or as a whole, we do all math, science, and test preps from five years old to master's degree level. So on the test prep side, we would basically everything besides your LSAT. We do um, ACT, SAT, um, PSAT, uh, TSI uh, for college, you know, ASVAB for military school teacher certification um, exams, you know, medical school, pharmacy school, math and science for the MCAT, PCAT, um, basically GED, you name it, we probably do it, except for the law school exam on the test prep side. But mm -hmm. on the elementary level, it's more generalist-based. So um, we do um, uh, also your English, language arts, social studies, um, social sciences, uh, you know, your statistics, your economics, that kind of stuff. We also do that as well. So we really do about 33 different subjects across the board, but we focus on the STEM-related subjects because 85% of the, the business comes from math, science, and test prep. So that's kind of where we are in terms of what, what we teach uh, the students and what we, um, you know, what we tutor them. In terms of what I, I don't – I teach in the, in the university level, I teach um, – college algebra and um, developmental math mathematics, but I've taught every single math, you know, in high school known to man at the regular pre-AT and advanced placement level. So. Well, okay. Well, you know, it's interesting as you list all the different subjects that your company um, helps not only uh, college um, 
or not only K through 12, but um, college uh, individuals through, because I've often heard, for example, that I've I've known a lot of folks who, for example, want to go into nursing, and that nursing test is, you know, I just heard that nursing test is a doozy, one of the uh, toughest uh, tests to get through. And so, right. you know, to know that there uh, is a a, a, um, a service that can give you, you know, some real individualized uh, attention so that you right. can feel confident and comfortable when when taking these various tests that you've talked about, um, that that's priceless. <laughs> Absolutely. Especially pharmacy school. We had somebody come to us from a whole other state that, randomly had a question about pharmacy school things and it was something I ha- I hadn't necessarily seen that exact topic so I researched it I researched it for about 25 to 30 minutes and then I was able to help them on a on a problem that took like two pages long to calculate but it was a wow. big problem. <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh, well, you talked about STEM. Can you explain to us what STEM is? What is the, you know what it is, and what is the significance of it? Okay, so um, STEM is a an acronym that's in fact I would say at this point in time, um, STEM is probably a, a a buzzword, if you will. I, I don't want to say it's something that is. Um, um, used too much, but it is a big topic right now um, that is, is a big initiative not only from the Obama and the presidential uh, administration, but it's also a national initiative for several different organizations and uh, companies. And, and we want more people, uh, more people in general, but specifically we want more minorities <laughs> to be introduced and uh, more comfortable with science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. So um, it's the, the future of our country. It's the future of, of our children and our students out there. It's everywhere, and it shapes our everyday experiences. So, you know, you have situations where you see technology every place you go, whether it's computers, tablets, smartphones, you know, television, radio, you know, telescopes, I mean, everything that you would see um, that encompasses video games, all that technology that our kids touch on a day-to-day basis. Um, they see it and they interact with it all the time. You know, mathematics, you see cars that people drive is math. Houses that people have had built, all of that's math. You know, refrigerators, all of that's math. Anything electronic is math-related. So, um, and, you know, when push comes to shove, um, there's just so many things that involve STEM that people don't even realize. And even though they're scared of some of those particular topics, they don't always take the time to... um, study those and put their hands on them so they can actually understand because people are not necessarily scared of math and science because of what they are. It's because they don't understand. And what we don't understand oftentimes as people, we are scared of. So once we actually understand it, then we let our guard down and we become better. So up until now, I want to say about 10 million jobs uh, in the next, uh, what is this, 2016, up until 2020, at least 10 million jobs will be needed for STEM that be, always are become unfilled each year because there are not, there's not enough qualified people 
to take these jobs. So, you know, STEM is very important for not only that to happen and to improve our economy, but um, it's very important for us to really build a great nation moving forward with our students. And, you know, the sad thing about it is a lot of our students now in the past the millennial generation are in the uh, we want everything now type of type of uh, <laughs> attitude, right? We want everything now. We want, we want this to happen now. We don't want to wait. But at the same point in time, you know, they're not taking the time to actually know all of their subjects. And so with that being said, um, STEM is very important for us to move forward as a country, for us to compete on an international and global level with Asia, Europe, and other countries, and uh, for us to keep staying relevant as a nation, quite frankly. So um, that's kind of the, uh, the the end and the be-all of kind of how that comes about. <laughs> we want to be a global leader and be competitive, and that's why it's needed. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Now, I have a question. I am a young mom, and thank goodness my son is in private school. But right. working working with uh, autistic kids or different kids, sometimes I do have to help them with their homework. I am a therapist. Common Core, help me about it. Why did this thing pop up, and why do we have to use it? How come we can't? Learn the same way we learned when we grew up. What happened? <laughs> well, um, Common Core. So the thing about Common Core is there actually there's a couple of things about Common Core, right? It's not used everywhere for one. In Texas, we actually don't use Common Core. Um, in other places like Georgia, I believe Florida may be one of them as well. But um, those states that do use Common Core, it's kind of a set of um, processes and standards that we are placing upon our kids to know and different practices and and learning math and learning different skills uh, that we weren't, you know, used to learning, you know, way back when or back in the the 2000s or back in the 90s in terms of uh, practices of education. Well, the, the the good thing about that is that yeah there are um you know there are certain standards that, that are covered well but there are also situations where things that confuse our students nowadays and so and the way that the process that they actually do the math and do the work is hindering to our students so um, the Common Core standards I don't think in all cases establish consistent clear guidelines for what every student should know and be able to do in math, English, arts, language, excuse me, English, language, arts, and other um, subjects of the 12th grade. But there, the goal was to supposed to focus on developing critical thinking skills for students, problem solving, and analytical skills that they would need to be successful. You know, because currently there's, what, about mm, 42 of the states in the U.S., D.C., I think, and different territories, and the Department of Defense Education activity have adopted uh, moving forward with these particular standards. So there are only are only a few of us states like Texas who have not adopted those standards. So um, being that that said, it's very difficult for students to come home now and parents to actually help them out with homework because it's not the same. It's not the same homework that they used to get back then. Um, I... Actually, was looking was working on my board the other day. I have a six foot board in my home office that I work out of, and 
Um, they're the way that they do problems in elementary school, even when they're dividing fractions, subtracting and adding fractions and getting common denominators and things of that nature and doing, um, you know, cross multiplication and all that, it's not exactly the same process and involves a little bit more thought. So the problem is why are we teaching kids to de to not only dig deeper in thought but to do the problems with more steps and that involve more thought when it's not needed. That's the problem with Common Core. We can there are problems that can be done that don't involve the deeper thought process. Although we want our kids to start looking at higher order thinking skills, we don't need them to always waste time when they're taking standardized exams and doing um, you know, uh exams in the classroom. So why are we getting them to learn uh these topics and courses that involve too much too much thought. It's not needed. There are problems that can be done with less thought, quicker processes, and can get the answer the way it's supposed to be done and not have to worry about having, you know, issues with that. So it's kind of the long and short of that. It's good for something that's not good in my opinion for a lot of things and we need to find a company around to where we can fix this. Um someone released recently uh the new uh signed a new bill uh, kind of taking the standardized testing out of schools, and I don't know if it's going to be replaced with something else, but that was a mandate that was just done recently about having way less testing uh, other than what was done for No Child Left Behind. So we'll see what happens with that. You know, I, just, uh, I you hope know, they change it. You're talking about <laughs> right? those core standards and, and standardization, Sometimes I just wish that as a nation we could we would look at other the bestnesses of others, you know, like right. Shangri La, like China, you know, um, and, and right. other other countries are very Canada, you know, other other countries are pretty successful at being able to standardize processes, um, you know, throughout the country. Um, so hopefully, right. you know, hopefully we'll come aboard, um, you know, as well. But I guess that's to, I hope so. to, to be seen, a whole different, <laughs> whole different topic. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, can you describe a sample lesson plan that guides your teaching specifically? Um, sure. So uh, basically, uh, so basically, what we kind of do, or what I kind of do, is um, I'll kind of bring you into the uh, the day in the life of, I guess, when I go through a tutoring session. So. What happens is uh, we do a consultation, a free consultation, to kind of get to know the student and the parent at that time. We get to, we use about 22 questions that we go through to talk about uh, their strengths, their weaknesses currently uh, in the uh, content side of the house and also the personality side of the house. We also discuss um, their current performance that they have in math and science and core subjects and also their performance last year because our main thing is we don't like to take a whole lot of um, clientele back. We always take them where they are and accelerate their learning in a tailored uh, custom approach so each individual person has their own solution to doing well in school. And it's not anything that's boxed up in a package that you can just say, hey, here's package five, and then this is going to fix the eighth grade problem for math. No, it's we take everything as face value of who comes in, and, you know, it's just like a surgical approach. If everybody comes in to, to get surgery, it's not going to get the same exact surgery the same exact way because everybody's body is different. So with that being said, 
everybody's learning is going to be different. So once we get done with that, uh, with the consultation, then we go into uh, developing a plan for that individual. So if they're taking pre-calculus, the main goal for our, our lesson, so to speak, is to gain a curriculum um, a curriculum mapping and a curriculum calendar from the school and the teacher that outlines exactly what's going to be covered for the six-week or nine-week period and all the state standards for wherever they're coming from are identified. From that point forward, we work with their we work with their weaknesses and where they're struggling at in school for the current work. And then at the end of the day, and we'll teach them how they need to be taught in their their respective learning styles and relate and be relatable to them um, as well. Because you cannot have you cannot have a positive and phenomenal tutoring relationship with somebody if your even if your if your student or your client does not like you. Now, we understand that you know it's not required for somebody to like you to do things. You know that's how things are when you get a job in the corporate world. But at the end of the day. If your student doesn't like you, they're not going to be receptive to you teaching them things. It's not going to work. So it's very key to land that relationship first time and make sure that it doesn't come off track because our approach is very holistic, um, involving not only us, but involving the student, the parent, and the teacher as well. So all of our communication during the whole relationship uh, really makes a huge impact. Uh, We brought kids from... You know, and this has also been been um, you know stated in other publications. But we've brought kids from 60s to you know 95 averages, which is over 35 percentage points increase in in four weeks. I mean, I, there's not many that do those kind of things. So um, that's kind of what we do in terms of our lesson. And then once we get done, we do follow ups with them to make sure that they're doing well um, on their tests, on their exams, quizzes, and classwork. And then if they have any problems. Uh, they have, feel free to uh, send us picture messages of those that they're not understanding. They can call us. We can video chat. Uh, they can text us. There's so many different ways for them to actually utilize our service and, and become successful that is, there's really no excuse why anybody doesn't become successful in our program because of all that we offer them. Um, nobody has gotten anything less than a B since we started, so it's pretty good. Wow. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah, Absolutely. How do you determine the amount of content that that you'll cover um, in a subject? You know. Okay. So. Okay. Well, the kind of the way that works is um, due to research. Uh, if we have an elementary person or elementary student on board uh, versus a high school student, um, we only do sessions unless it's a group session that, we're, that we actually agree to do. We only do three sessions for one or two hours recommended two hours because the first hour we deliver the content to the um, student and then the second hour we normally provide the synthesis and we work through problems and practice to make sure that they do have it before the session is over. So um, in terms of the amount of content that we'll cover, my whole goal and our goal as a team is to make sure we cover the most content possible without confusion and without them not knowing the subject. Um, in the session, whether it be an hour or it be two hours, we want to we want to give them the most bang for their buck in an hour or two. So by the end of the session, they feel like they are able to conquer the world because we just taught them so many different things in a in an efficient manner. Normally, when they leave our sessions, they feel inspired 
um, to go out and do well, and not only in that subject that we're tutoring them in, but they perform well in all of their subjects and gain confidence. So as we're mentoring these students as well as teaching them and tutoring them, they they get a all-around solution, you know, to be great contributors of society. So I think that uh, for us to be able to do those kinds of things and cover that amount of content in one session uh, is phenomenal. So that's kind of our approach with that. We'll get get in touch with you again real quick, throw that in there while we've got their attention. I'm sorry, say again? How do people get in touch with you? Do you have a website, a phone number? How about oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, a couple things. I guess I could say, uh, of course, you can contact us at, at www.inctutoring.com. We are on LinkedIn as INC Tutoring or It's Not Complicated Tutoring, Twitter at INC Tutoring, uh, Facebook, of course, It's Not Complicated Tutoring, uh, Instagram, INC Tutoring, Periscope, uh, inc.ceo, uh, sorry, inc.ceo.theprost. And uh, we have other types of social media out there as well, but it's all under normally INC Tutoring. So, Oh, and, of course, they can email us too at uh, info at INC Tutoring or j.veal, the letter j.veal at INC Tutoring. Okay. <laughs> so I have a question again. This is Athena. Uh, how do you use your teaching method, and how do you find that it works with teaching children, uh, adults, middle school? Do you have a different method that you use when you're dealing with maybe elementary, middle school, high school, and college? Um, so with regard to teaching method, I believe um, we have different types of approaches, I would say, when we're um, teaching different types of age age groups. So, for example, uh, with the with the elementary level, I me personally, when I tutor, I actually tutor a lot more of the high school division, a little bit of the middle school. I'm more on the high school collegiate level. My am tutoring my my um, elementary type of clientele, though, um, it's more of a softer approach with them because they some of them are super energetic and some of them may have a little bit of attention deficit. So you have to make sure that your content that you're delivering to them um, is engaging, is either engaging and not boring or it's engaging and you're asking a lot of questions. So they can, they're can they asking a lot of clarifying questions so you're, they're able to interact with you and have a little bit of a deeper thought process when they, when they, uh, and they answer your questions and do the work. So elementary level, keep it engaging and less um, less talk and more interacting. On the middle school side of the house, they're kind of more susceptible to using um, the one-on-one approach, again, engaging, but they also are are more familiar with the Skype um, online approach um, to tutoring, and they do like to use technology a lot of the time. So when I am one-on-one with them, sometimes I like to bring my tablet along and we can do things on the tablet or go to certain websites and interact on what we need to get tutored in and do certain other things. On the high school scenario, um, it's really good to have the one-on-one sessions with them and use technology at the same time so they're able to reinforce content, uh, have great practice, um, really uh, accelerate their learning and do do big things, uh, which in, as a side note, we met with an instructional designer yesterday as well to try and build a learning management system and online learning and e-learning for our organization, which will be huge. 
So that will come later, and that will be something that the high schoolers and collegiate um, learners will be able to take advantage of as well as adult adult learners will also be able to take advantage of on their own. Um, and then, of course, like beyond that, it's all about really getting to know them and getting detailed information enough to know how to approach them in their learning style. So definitely dedicate everybody's learning style to how they need to learn things and uh, more patience. You know, at tutoring and education involves a lot of patience. Um, that's why a lot of parents can't tutor their own kids because the student gets frustrated, kid gets frustrated, Johnny goes back to his room, gets mad, mom, dad yells. I mean, kids yell. It's just a bad scenario a lot of the time. So parents will just come to us and say, hey, I can't necessarily work with my kid on this on this situation with tutoring, and that's why they hire us to come over and take it over so we can do it for them. So. Sounds good. You know, Jay, as I'm listening to you talk, Jay, um, it, 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 the the question is 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 coming into my mind: learning math <laughs> and or learning STEM is it a matter of developing the confidence that you need? You know, right. in order to just in order to to, to master the information, um, it's really interesting. Um, yeah, really, really interesting. I want to ask you. Do you do you do group work with students, or is it more um, one-on-one? So 90% of our um, tutoring service, well, I wouldn't say 90, I would say 80%, actually. So mm-hmm. 80% of our um, tutoring work is one-on-one and individual-based because we are a private prescriptive tutoring organization. But mm-hmm. if it's requested that they are, you know, our listeners, and or your listeners, rather, and our clientele mm-hmm. would like to have a group setting. We would prefer mm-hmm. that they get that group together um, as for what topic, whether or not it's, you know, everybody is studying for the ACT or everybody's doing the SAT, which is actually, for those listening out there, the SAT will change on March 6th. So please get your students ready uh, for the new change in testing. It will be more like the ACT now with no penalty and uh, they get uh, points for the question that they actually answer correct. So just FYI for everybody out there leading up into that exam date. So um, being that that said, uh, you know, it, it's one of those things where um, we have, you know, it's, we guide in those particular directions. You know what I mean? So Okay. Okay. Hmm. So okay, well, I'll, I'll speak. Go ahead, Hasina. I know I have a question. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to ask the next question. Um, but before that, and maybe this is a, a one-on-one, but I thought it would be good for st- college students, uh, doctoral students, graduate school students. I always had a hard time with statistics. Is there any information you could give those people that are going through that? Because stats, I'm sorry, it sucks. Help me. <laughs> so, you got, so your your question is, how do we, what are the resources we have for those that are going through statistics in college? Is that what your question is? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so um, we actually have somebody, um, or actually a couple of folks that we um, – are you utilizing in our organization to um, help us with the statistics courses? Um, a lot of the times, we use that software, the ISDSS 
Is it the IS, IPSS? It's the S, it's the SS something system. I forgot what the other two letters were at the very moment. Um, but that's a, a statistical software um, that is used, and there are certain people that can do, I think it's SSTS. So that's what the um, what our, our people can do and use well. And there are other, you know, there are introductory statistical books out there and some deeper statistic books that can guide you through the processes. But the problem is it's trying to use those processes and use the software at the same time to get what you're looking for. Um, but our resources are only the people that work with that. Me personally, I will, you know, put this out there. I When I was going through college, I started out as a computer engineering major and then I moved to information systems. My undergrad was in information systems uh, with a minor in mathematics. And so I I didn't have the best experience in statistics because I, to me it was kind of torture. Engineering statistics is a little bit different than regular statistics mm-hmm. <laughs> and okay. business statistics. So I didn't personally, um, you know, want to go in that direction. So moving forward onto that, the business statistics was easy. And uh I didn't have you know have any issues with that, but coming on board with our organization, we do have people that work with those as resources. So when people come to us and have those issues, um, there's going to be somebody who can help them with that. Matter of fact, um, there's a guy I went to high school with who is a is is a partner of our organization, if you will. That's in, that is uh, studying for the actuary, and you know the actuary people are like deep in statistics, and they're deep numbers people. So, and it's actually one of the highest. Uh, Highest, not only one of the highest paid, but one of the highest sought after uh, careers going into 2016. So um, we do have one of those individuals on tap that actually graduated from the same high school I graduated from. So that's kind of your resource. <laughs> okay, and I wanted to, to, um, to, to build off of Hasina's question. There are, sometimes there are business owners who, or there are folks in the business arena who want to strengthen uh, some of their skill, business math skills. You know, do you help folks, you know, do you help folks like that? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, those are our business folks that come to us to sharpen their skills. Um, normally what those subjects are going to be are business math, business calculus, those kind of subjects, um, uh, maybe maybe finance. Um, a lot of them come to us for accounting, and we actually have an individual who I specifically send them to, um, to to do those particular subjects as well. So it again, it depends on the type of um, subject that they're looking for, but the business math is always going to be either regular business math, statistics, uh, business statistics, business finance, business accounting, or um, being able to um, just calculate certain things on a college algebra level as well with certain word problems. So, being that that said, you know, again, we we still cover the whole gamut, whether or not they're coming for High school math, college math, regular math, business math, engineering math, that kind of stuff, we still cover it. You know what I mean? So our people are very talented and very um, broad-based. So our team is a brilliant is a brilliant team, I can say that. Okay, thank you. Is that, is that Hasina? Oh, Wanda, you're not, you're not as clear. You're not coming in clearly. 
You sound far, far away. Yes, she does. I'm right here. Okay, okay you sound better. much better. <laughs> Okay, it's really, really hard to hear you, whoever that is. Okay, she that, that's Wanda. Wanda, you, you didn't come in clearly, but I heard your question. She wanted to know, how do you address consequences and positive rewards for your students? Oh, okay. Um, I wouldn't say that there are necessarily um, consequences per se. However, uh, what we do do in, a, in our organization when we have sessions, we do require that the students do um, complete homework. So we may have a certain uh, amount of problems that the students need to do. Uh, we may have certain, uh, you know, uh, practice items that our students need to work on so that way they will master the content that we're trying to deliver to them and master the content that they're learning in school and class. So when they come to us, uh, actually a prime example of today, I, I had a client earlier today um, before I had this uh, photo shoot earlier this morning and then before coming here. So I, um, she said, hey, you're going to be mad at me. And I was like, why? She was like, um, I didn't necessarily do the homework that I was supposed to do over the break. <laughs> so I was like, ah, oh, well, you know that we have to have, we have to move forward in our tutoring session. So, you know, we need to make sure we fix that. So moving forward, uh, you need to make sure that you're checking in with us every couple of days and sending us, you know, sending us the answer that you got. We'll check those and then, you know, send you more work as we go along every couple of days so we can make sure we keep a managed and track on that and, you know, have you do what you need to be doing. So um, we hold the students accountable for that and also hold the parents accountable to check with the students and make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to do. I gave them a, gave her a pass this time because it was Christmas break and New Year's break and all that stuff. But, you know, when it comes down to business, we still have to handle what we need to handle and get these students ahead. So um, consequences, I say, is probably assigning more work <laughs> to make sure they get stuff done. Um, but the positive rewards, um, definitely... I would say addressing those would be when they're when they're making these these great uh, leaps and bounds and, and showing us great trends of them increasing their performance in school. Um, you know, we offer different type of incentive programs. We're actually initiating an, a client ambassador program pretty soon, and also a celebrity ambassador program pretty soon, to where uh, we might even have places where our students can get compensated. Uh, for not only doing well, but also evangelizing our organization, and you know, out uh, as they as, as they've experienced uh, great experiences with us and great performance. So, um, you know, I've even gotten down to the point of you know, hey, if you maintain an A, an A average, you know, for a whole six weeks or nine week period, you know, we might you know get you a, a brand new phone or a tablet or something, you know. So, wow, those are the kind of Very things good. that we that we offer. Very good. Nice. Well, mm -hmm. I have a question, being that I am a parent that has a child just starting school. And it's funny, I just went to the school the other day. I guess they did some type of midterm. And mind you, my son's in kindergarten. So they want me to <laughs> sign off on something to say that he got the information. And because I didn't understand what happened, I went to the school and I'm like, what's going on? So the teacher took a time, some time out to speak to me about it, and 
we were under mm-hmm. the same uh, circle then, and it was funny. The director overheard, and he laughed at me because I said, yeah, I know, I'm the crazy mom. And he's like, no, you're not the crazy <laughs> mom. So I'm going to ask you, how do you get parents involved? I know not everybody's like me. Some people say, we're sending you to school to learn, and you go learn, and you figure it out. So how do we <laughs> keep parents involved? All right, so great question. Phenomenal question, actually. Um Here's an issue with that scenario. So it is very difficult for um, – this is not even something that's regionally done here in Dallas or even out there, um, you know, in Florida, but I was talking – I was on a radio show yesterday from New Jersey, and it it's happening out there too. It's very difficult for parents to get involved um, consistently all the time, meaning if Johnny's coming home from school and – he knows he has homework assigned, but he doesn't do it, or he doesn't do all of it or finish all of it, then what does that say when a student goes to school and it's like, hey, I have my homework. Well, it's not complete, though. So when the teacher looks at it, they're like, well, why did I get a 60 on my homework? Because you didn't complete your homework. But guess what? Your your parent was not accountable to hold you or held, didn't hold you accountable for completing your homework or check your homework at that matter to make sure that it was done all the way. So a couple of things. One is make sure that the parent is involved in PTSA, which is the parent-teacher-student organization, if they have those, wherever you're located. Um, all the listeners out there want to make sure you're in PTA, PTSA, whatever it's called in your respective region, you want to be in that, for one, so you can be aware and abreast on what's going on on the school level, on the administration level, and on the student level. And then um, you want to make sure you ask a couple questions when your student comes home. And, you know, of course, they're going to want to come home and be tired after a long day. They want to eat some food and all that good stuff. That's all great. But at the end of the day, when they're done with all that, ask Johnny, hey, you know, how, how you know, start some little, start some small talk first. Don't just go into it, but start small talk. Ask them about their day, how they're doing, um, you know, any, any challenges they've had at school, anything that they need to get off their chest, and let them vent a little bit if they need to vent. And then kind of go into, you know, hey, you know, how's your homework load tonight? You know, what do you have for homework? And if they tell you they don't have no homework, chances are they are lying. They have homework, more than likely. Now, in some cases they may not have any, but more than likely they have homework. So just double-check and make sure that they have homework. Um, and if they do have homework, just let them know that you have, that you are, that you support them. And if they need any help or have any questions, that you're there to answer their questions. And if you're not able to answer their questions, that's when you reach out to individuals like us that you've already partnered with um, as tutor organizations and we'll answer all those questions for them uh, or the teacher can answer those questions and they can be emailed. So being very interactive with the teacher, administration, and your child is going to be the best way for you to get involved with the school and for you to get involved with the learning of your student. Furthermore... Mm-hmm. Um, make sure that you're also involved in their sports. Um, that's another awesome. way to kind of talk about things. Awesome. I'm going to ask you for your website one more time, and we're we're gonna we're gonna wind down, okay? All right. What's your website so, again? All right. Our website is uh, www.inc as in I as in I and N as in November, C as in cat. Inctutoring.com. Thank you. And. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, just in case, just you know, if anybody else has mm-hmm. missed it, of course, you can find us on Twitter, 
uh, at INC Tutoring, uh, LinkedIn, and it's not complicated tutoring, Instagram, INC Tutoring, and also Facebook, uh, it's not complicated tutoring as well. Thank you, Jay. I want you to know that you are welcome here anytime, okay? And and we just <laughs> had a wealth a wealth of information. So thank you. Um and we yes, want ma'am. to thank you <laughs> and we want to thank you, our listening audience, for tuning in to another edition of Positively Affirmative. This is the show where we affirm you with education, information and resources in the areas of self-care, career development, business building, and wealth consciousness, challenges, and solutions. I am your host, Katrina Jones, Prosperity Life Coach of Satari Life Skills Institute, where we teach aspiring entrepreneurs and those interested in personal and professional development how to create positive shifts in their work-life balance so they can become the directors of their own life stories. Please join us every Sunday at 5 p.m. Bring a friend and share the prosperity. All right, Jay, um, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, yeah, yeah you are. I, I'm, I appreciate it being on the show. <laughs> All right, ladies. All right, ladies. Thank um, you. Have a great week, everybody. All right. All right Thank y'all. you. Enjoy. <laughs> Thank you all much. I appreciate it. I love being on the show. Y'all have a good afternoon. All okay. Right. We we love you, too, Jay. All right. Don't mess with Mr. In-Between. Don't mess with Mr. In-Between. Don't mess with Mr. In-Between.